Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast, the ultimate podcast for friendship. And the only podcast out of a box. Uh, I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire, Jahananan. It's me. It's me, Casualty CDG. I'm a retired disabled child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian. That means that I say things, outrageous things, for a living. <laughs> I am... The professional media and movie mastermind, the funhouse, Drew Munhausen, and this is episode 50-5-0, the big five-zero, half a hundy of Fresh Out the Podcast. <laughs> we did it. I mean, I don't know what we did, but we did it. We got to 50. If I had a dollar for every podcast we recorded, I would have $50. Actually, you would have 51, because we did a bonus episode about the uh, Microsoft and uh, uh, Activision acquisition back oh, in the day. So, oh, but sir. But that was not one of our special you, numbered episodes. Don't you remember that I didn't show up to the Halloween episode? It was but the devil himself uh, who showed up, so I, I've still only recorded 50. How about that? How about I do, I do remember that. <laughs> I have vague memories of that. Yeah, so 50, we've done 50 episodes. Haven't missed a week since we started, so that's been 50 weeks straight of Fresh Out the Podcast episodes. And uh, I just want to say up front that I enjoy doing the show with you guys. Um, I enjoy, I think, anybody that listens regularly. I know that a lot of our audience is made up of our friends and folks like that and, you know, we appreciate y'all being here and supporting us and listening to us talk because for me, it's a fun outlet and I like, I like talking with my friends every week or every other week. So I think uh, no, no intent of stopping anytime soon. We're going to keep on podcasting out content. I actually yeah. accepted an offer with a, with another podcast guys. Oh boy. Well, this is awkward. Yeah. I was going to tell you guys after the show, but now that you committed us to more episodes, I figure now's the time to tell you. Oh boy! What podcast well, is it? Guys who look like white supremacists. Actually, yeah, I was gonna say it's it's the it's the OAN podcast. So yeah, pretty much same thing. <laughs> the OAN, like the 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 lunacy news. Yeah, well, that's you know since I make a, a living just saying lunacy and just doing anything. Uh, yeah, they thought I'd be a great representative for their station or for their party. Oh, man, we need to be careful about them. They sue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, episode 50. Man, Drew, that's yeah. good work. You you yeah. did that. You did this all by yourself. Jahan and I aren't even here. Not even here. We, we definitely did it. It is... A group nope. for sure. It's um, just you. I know that sometimes I I try to I have to kind of wrangle you guys in these discussions every now and then, but you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy that aspect of it. Even though sometimes y'all make fun of me and you say mean things to me, I still I still some for some reason like you guys. I mean, how do we not look at that face? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The face how only you... a mother could love, but yours doesn't. It's this is why he <laughs> prefers to do the podcast. Instead of a live stream, it's because of his horrible face. That's for sure true. 
<laughs> He's like a porcelain doll that was painted red by a blind person. <laughs> well, it looks, like just... a, it looks like a baby angel just came straight down from heaven and grew a little gray beard. This is um, obviously going to be one of our our water cooler episodes in a sense where we just talk about the things we've been watching and doing and, and you know, what we've been up to. But I guess just as an impromptu thing is as being the 50th episode, any any specific podcast memories that stick out to y'all so far in these first 50 episodes that, you know, if you're telling somebody about your podcast, you say, yeah, there's this one time where we said this or we did this. Anything like that stick out that you want to share? Oh. Any fun memories? I mean, there's some. Yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves was a good times. It's pretty funny. Oh no, I didn't like that. Was another that was a Drew a, a bad <laughs> pun that made me mad. I don't like that one. I, I I always you know one of our recurring jokes. I'm still a fan of the day that I just lost my brain and I for whatever reason I was talking fast and said James the Rock Johnson. That'll James always the Rock be Johnson. A, a recurring bit here. I'm sure. I do like Jahan no selling the the Chris Rock slap. Oh no, that's also what all y'all's favorites are. My least favorite moments. That's <laughs> well, see, that's, that's my ultimate least favorite. Well, it was one. at your expense, so of course it wasn't your favorite. Yeah, I think that that's safe to say that all of my favorite moments are probably at your expense, Drew. <laughs> yeah, the the Chris Rock slap one. I got mixed feedback from people. I got one person that said that that bit was was not good and drawn out way too long and they did not like it. And then I heard from somebody else that they thought it was hilarious. And one of the funniest things that had happened on the show. So it's, yeah. you can't please it's, everybody all the time. If I had to throw my hat in the ring, you, you know, what side it lands on. Uh, <laughs> that was very good. Oh boy. Um, well, anyway, yeah. So episode 50, good job guys. Now we'll, uh, we will dive in to some things that we've been watching or playing, or reading, or wherever, whatever it may be. And uh, I was actually just looking through our list of things. Am I the only one that has movies? Oh no, Jahan, you've got a, at least a movie. So okay, okay. Um, oh, I was gonna kick it off with something that's a, a more newer, relevant film because currently, at the time of this recording, it's the number one most watched film on Netflix. And it is the new Adam Sandler film called Hustle. Have y'all uh, watched this or are you familiar with this? No. No. So uh, this, is a, this is a Netflix original um, as part of Adam, Adam Sandler's, you know, long running deal with with Netflix right now. This is, um, you know, a Happy Madison movie produced for Netflix starring Adam Sandler. Um, however... The, you know, a lot of the Netflix original Adam Sandler movies have been very, uh, I'd say, varying degrees of quality, mostly on the negative side. And this is, you know, a, one of the more serious ones that he's done. So, you know, he had his turn in Uncut Gems a couple of years ago, a movie that I really liked. And this one uh, is another more serious performance, but also a little bit more family friendly and see at times but in a way that i liked it so anyway he plays a uh nba scout for the philadelphia 76ers um who's like a legend in the business and he scouts for the nba and um he basically meets a, a player from spain who has no 
no real experience. He's he's a really great basketball player, but no professional experience, and he basically kind of raw. And Sandler sticks up for this guy, and it's all about you know kind of his quest to get this guy into the into the NBA. And he's it's raw, a, like like an uncut gem. Yes, yes, John. Okay. Yes, thank you, thank sure. you for that. Yeah, no, um, no, and there's there's a lot of NBA players that make cameos in this movie. A lot of them playing themselves, some playing other people. Um, and I actually thought this movie was really good. Huh. Uh, it's not the, I mean, it's not like the best movie ever, but it's like a, to- a, a solid Netflix movie considering Netflix fair and what Adam Sandler has been producing out there. He's really good at it. His performance is really good. He's playing a little more serious. Um, but he has some, some Sandler moments for sure. But, you know, another of his performances in his kind of aging Sandler mode that I really liked. I thought it I thought it was pretty solid. So I would give this a rec. I'd I'd recommend it. You don't have to be an NBA fan to like this movie or to watch this movie. You might get a little bit more out of it because you'll recognize some players and and personnel in it. But, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend Hustle. I thought it was pretty good. Please define Adam Sandler moments. Um, and he probably does the voice where he yells at the thing. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Where, where he starts out talking like this and then he has to yell out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the Sandler thing. So you get the Sandler yell at, I, on occasion. I thought he was going to do the like, like, like that's stupid. No, voice. you don't get none of the Billy Madison throwing up know, type voice. A lot of Adam Sandler things. <laughs> You don't get his man-child kind of character, Mm. but you get some of his, some yelling, for sure. I wasn't going to watch this. I had no interest in watching it, because I thought it was going to be like a knockoff of Uncut Gems, like a Netflix, here's our our shot. So now that I've heard you describe it, I'm I'm, going to go give this a watch, I think. I didn't want it to be uh, something so gritty and... uh, you know, violent and disturbing or gross or something like that. Uh, but it sounds like something that I, I'm I'm in for, I think. No, this is for sure, like, you could watch this movie. I think parents could watch it with their kids. It's it's pretty family-friendly. Um, you're not going to... I don't think you're going to have anything upsetting in this. It's, it's, it has that kind of look, where like like Uncut Gems, where it's that real realistic, yeah. kind of raw look. But as far as the content goes, it's pretty... I had seen the trailer and I just thought that it looked like, like you said, kind of raw, like uncut gems. It kind of looked like it. So I was worried it would just be a Netflix knockoff. I'm glad to hear that it's not. And now I will watch it. Yeah. Queen Latifah's in this movie and she plays Adam Sandler's wife, which that was a little bit of an adjustment to watch because it's just now like I've seen uh, Queen Latifah in many things and like, I don't know. You've never seen her really just play like the wife character, so that was kind of kind of odd. Um, but she, but they, but they were fine. And then Ben Foster is also in this, and he plays like the mean team owner playing an unhinged bad guy, like Ben Foster always plays. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I, uh, I, I liked this movie a lot. Uh, I would recommend it. So I'd say give give Hustle a watch. Interesting. I'll kick it to y'all for something now. <clears throat> you guys want to stick to movies or like bounce around? I was gonna say let's just stick to the the streaming platforms if we can. 
so he talked about something on Netflix, and I think you had some new Castlevania news, right? Oh, yeah. So this is just news. Uh, but you guys have heard me talk about Castlevania, the Netflix uh, animated show. <clears throat> some of the best animation I've seen, like, it's beautiful to look at. It's clean. The action is fantastic. Uh the, the way they expand on the lore of Castlevania, uh, I love the magic, I love the, the brutal violence, it's such a good show. Uh, but that show wrapped up, season four ended, and it was great, it ended well, you know what I mean? <clears throat> uh, you know, some, some, some characters live, some characters die, uh, but Castlevania Nocturna, uh, or it might be Nocturne, is going to follow the son, Richter of uh two of the main characters uh Richter Belmont uh son of two of the main characters in a new I think it's like uh, they they said French Revolution era kind of uh feel so I'm actually really excited about that it's a cool uh they're they're moving on to a new era I love how it's kind of real worldy but like still not um I I just can't wait to see what they do with this I'm pretty sure I played Richter in a Smash Brothers game. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I have his amiibo, actually. Uh, but yeah, the Richter and another Belmont, I believe, are both playable Smash Brothers. But yes. Uh, no, I'm really excited for this one. Like, 10 out of 10 excited. Um, seriously. Hey, random you... note. Shout out to my wife who texted me and told me that I was being too loud from when I was yelling doing the Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> Shut up, Drew. <laughs> anyway, just doing her on. Adam Sandler impression. If I was your wife, I would. Shut also... up up there, Drew! Don't make me come up there. <laughs> stop looking at me, Swan! Stop! Stop talking so loud, Drew! If I was your wife, I would also tell you to shut up. Uh, but yeah, no. If you haven't seen Castlevania on Netflix, I mean, if you have Netflix, it is worth the watch. It is adult animation at its finest. Uh, I just I love the the mythos. I love what's going on there. I actually haven't watched Castlevania. Everybody knows Zack, right? Uh, everyone has a Zack in their life. It's <laughs> For better it's, or for worse. Yeah, it's, uh, so when I was living with Zack, he put on Castlevania, but he just fast-forwarded to all the fight scenes to show me all the fights. I've had someone do something similar, and it, it similarly messed up a, a series for me. Uh, they did it to me with Bleach. And you know, like, how, like, the end game of anime, like, they're just, like, floating in the air, and then, like, you don't see them, then you see them, and it's, and then, like, mountains explode nearby from the pressure of their force. And I'm like, without context of the story, it means nothing, and it's stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, I think maybe I should go back and give Castlevania a watch, especially bro. because I thought it ended at two seasons. Four. Uh, so, which, which means that there is double to watch for me, so at the time... I had only seen two seasons worth of fight scenes, so now I, I have more content to watch and more fight scenes to watch. Um, yeah, so, you know, is, every, uh, everyone knows the Zack. It has great pacing. It doesn't linger. It has a lot of really amazing action scenes. Super cool magic. Super cool monsters. I, I'd say it's absolutely fresh out of the box. Uh, you guys should definitely watch it. Hey, nice. Anyone else have anything on Netflix? I uh, I haven't been on my Netflix machine. I've been I've been on Paramount Plus. Um, I had actually unsubscribed for it and then resubscribed to my service. So I tried to make sure to get my money's worth all at once. 
I've been I've been watching other stuff on Netflix as well. Uh, I can mention one of them. So I'm gonna get some eye rolls as I always do from Drew now. Oh, are there zombies in it? Shut up. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so this is this is one that I've heard of that you know is supposed to be really good. I saw it was like featured on the front page of Netflix for me. Uh, they picked this one for me. It is. Kabaniri. Uh, so even Netflix is rolling its eyes at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Kabaniri of the Iron Fortress. It is. Uh, it at this point, the whole train thing, like living on a train. I feel like that's its own genre. Uh, I, I I call it train apocalypse. So they have a train apocalypse where it's more convenient to live on a train than it is in real life. Uh, I'm gonna coin that term. That's that's a Jahan original. Apocalypse. Like uh, but yeah, so the Iron Fortress is a giant train, much like uh, Snowpiercer, except uh, instead of it being really cold, there's zombies. Um, Did I ever get you to watch um, Infinity Train, Jahan? I saw all of Infinity Train. Yeah, hell yeah, Infinity Train's got that's another train apocalypse. Yeah, no, man. So like, I I pay real close attention to those ne- uh, those Cartoon Network like limited series. They're always good. Uh, over the garden wall we got from there. Uh, fantastic stuff, man. But yeah, uh, Kabanari and the Iron Fortress, it is an anime. It's about uh, zombies. They have, like, instead of, like, shooting them in the head, they have, like, this glowing spot in their chest where, like, all these veins go to. You have to get them there. Um, and then there are, I forget what they call the zombies, but they call the people that are, are made to hunt them uh, Kabanari. Uh, and they are, like, hybrids. They are partially, they use the zombies stuff somehow to make them into these fighters um and man oh man the girl's badass dude she's like flipping through the air she does like really cool gun stuff like she's like bah and then like she she does uh you know it's called color guard you know how like the color guard girls will like spin the rifles she's doing that while fighting and it's really sick um i i didn't get to watch a lot of it but from what I saw, it was pretty cool. It definitely had my interest, um, and I'm interested to see where it goes. But yes, there are zombies. Yeah, I don't have anything else from Netflix. I've got stuff from Peacock, uh, <laughs> of I, all things. But I guess I have yeah. two more things from Netflix. Uh, yeah, I've been giving Netflix rolling. the workout. Actually, that Iron Fortress does sound pretty good to me. Though. It was pretty cool. It yeah. was pretty cool. Um... I'm not a big fan of the dub, but, you know, it's fine. I'll watch it sub later. Um, so, you guys know that I've been watching Stranger Things Season 4. Um, I finally finished Season 4. and Is I, it all of Season 4 or still just the first half of Season it's 4? It's the first half. The, the rest of it's okay. out, like, July 3rd or 4th or something. Um, dude, so, like, I know I, I, I said I had some issues with some of the stuff they were doing with the story. They fixed like all everything I complained about, they explained and they fixed a lot of it. Like, I don't have as many issues with this as I did. This is really good. Season four is uh, must watch TV, I think. And there is a scene in one, I think episode four, maybe, uh, that is one of the greatest scenes in television. Like it's just so good. Like I just I I had like chills. Like it was really it was just exciting. There's a lot of cool stuff going on visually. Uh, 
there's a song that's gone viral <laughs> because of this scene uh, running up the hill. I've seen I've seen the song that's gone viral. I, yeah. I don't know the context of it, but I've seen the stories about the song and how they used it and all of that. There's so, a really yeah. cool scene with it. I it gave me chills. I thought it was fantastic. I I got like emotional for no reason because like it was just there's just a lot going on. I got excited. I don't know. Um, but seriously, it gets by the end of this. It gets to this place that is super interesting. Uh, they fixed all the issues that I had with the story. Like, seriously, like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. If this happened, then how could this be true? Blah, blah, blah. They fix all of that. I'm all in. I think season, uh, Stranger Things Season 4 is fantastic. I'm happy that they have a fifth season. Uh, and I'm okay that the fifth season is supposed to be their last one. Uh, did, I, you, uh, did I tell you the good news about Stranger Things? I've actually watched all of season three and had completely forgotten about it. Mm. So now I can pick up on season four, guilt yeah. free. Dude, season three, I actually really like all the stuff they were doing uh, with like the Russian subplot. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. I thought it added this whole layer to stuff going on. And like, I don't know. I I think Stranger Things is actually a solid show all the way through. Season two is a little wonky, but. I really think that it comes through. I think, that I think I'm going to revisit Things... it. Season two is the one that got me off board. So, yeah. I think that Stranger Things is especially noteworthy because it's a child cast show, and it has been a child led child cast show the entire time, and it's a great show. Uh, it's hard to find child actors of that caliber, especially that can just keep performing at that level for so many and seasons. A lot of them are just like this is their first thing. Like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least they, they didn't have a lot of stuff going on. Um, like, the guy who plays Steve Harrington, fantastic. Like, he's really good in this. I really like Nancy's character. Uh, all the main group are fantastic. Um, <clears throat> it's just really good. And also... Yeah, lots and lots of great young talent. You can get the pizzas from Surfer Dude uh, at Walmart. So, you know, this isn't a... Um, <laughs> plug for walmart by any means but you can't get them so i think that's cool too definitely watch season season four that's all i have to say there is nothing more american than getting netflix brand pizza at a walmart (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely uh the last thing it's not a netflix show but i've been watching it on netflix uh I know Drew had some questions when I put this on the list about my involvement. Uh, but yeah, Breaking Bad. I've been I've been watching Breaking Bad. And yes, I'm rewatching Drew. I have seen it okay, before. That was my question. I, you know, had you watched it before? Were you revisiting it? If you were vis- revisiting it, why were you revisiting it? Yeah, I'd love to hear why. Yeah, so like I I, I also watched the show late. Uh, Jenny got me into the show. I'd never seen it. She was like, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's a great show. Uh, watched the whole thing, loved it. It was fantastic. It is a great show. It is a truly good show. Um, I don't know. I I needed something to watch. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I wanted something fun, exciting to watch. I've only seen Breaking Bad the one time, and so I was giving it a rewatch. Uh, I I'm a rewatcher of shows. Uh, usually at any given point in my life, I am rewatching a show like, in the background of doing everything else. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch a couple episodes of this. Like, I'm always doing it. Uh, and it's Breaking Bad. I've seen all of Breaking Bad. I've seen uh, El Camino, which I think actually was a Netflix movie. Um, yes. And then I've also seen most of Better Call Saul. Um, 
which is I haven't seen all of that. I'm, I'm behind. I need to catch up. That show is really good. Too. The the general buzz I hear about Better Call Saul because I know it currently has a season airing is that it's one of the best shows on TV. That like the people that have stuck with it that it is really good and only gotten better. It's really good. Um, His acting is fantastic. I haven't. I love the characters. Um, yeah, but Breaking Bad. I'm watching again. I think I'm on season three already. It's so good, man. It's so good. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, check it out for sure. I know I'm pulling it's out. Funny, like an funny old you talk movie. about that when speaking about Netflix and the fact that you said you know El Camino was a Netflix movie. It is all relevant because I think that Breaking Bad um, was one of those early huge Netflix success stories. Like when Netflix started to do more streaming and really lean into that breaking bad i think was kind of little watched highly praised but little watched in its first couple seasons and then they got put on netflix and everybody watched it there and got caught up and then it became the phenomenon that it was and people were watching it live uh on what it come on amc Mm. um with you know then but i think that it found so much footing early on on Netflix that it, you know, I think that's why they partnered with them for that movie. Yeah. No, I'd still love to see Netflix revive Firefly. I know that everyone wants to see it, but <laughs> I just, Honestly, let me just throw it out there and remind everyone. As a Firefly resurrectionist, uh, I gotta say, I've kind of like fallen off of the bandwagon. Uh, Josh Whedon, it's turned out to be a super problematic human being. Uh, got to all kinds of problems, you know? And, and like, because I love his work. I love all his work. I loved Buffy. I loved Angel. I loved Dollhouse. I loved Firefly. You know, like, I watched all of it. Even the stuff that, like, a lot of people haven't seen. But um, he's just so problematic. Everyone's super old now. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I just don't think it would have the, the chutzpah. You know, I even continued to follow it in the comic books a bit. And I just, I, I just do don't think, think it would be if there. they released it, it would be a huge hit. Whether or not, uh, whether or not they missed their mark, which I agree with you, I think they did. They missed their timing. They missed when it could have been the best. Um, I think if they still did it, they would still. Uh, everyone would still like it. Everyone with, would still watch with it. With all of the stuff that's come out about Josh Whedon, it makes a lot more sense that it didn't come back because I guess those actors were like, hell no, you know, like it makes a little bit more sense now. But um, I think that a show in that universe could be super cool. But yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, alien shows and alien universes, uh, I've been on a binge. I've been on an alien binge, boys. Um, Hulu is releasing new episodes of The Orville. This is season three, but it's also New Horizons. Uh, and this is the transfer now that Disney owns Hulu and Fox and all that stuff. Um, so it's coming off of Fox. It was going to be on Disney Plus, which was a really weird announcement. Um, and then they put it on Hulu only instead. They they reannounced that a couple months ago, which I think was the right move. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Orville. I've seen every episode Shit. in in all, in all of the seasons. Uh, I love that they tackle. You know, modern day problems, um, and they reskin it in an alien universe. So, um, the most recent episodes, um, one of them deals with suicide and loss, and uh, that's right out the gates. So, it's it's funny. Uh, the Orville is funnier than Family Guy, it's funnier than Ted, 
So please don't base it off of what you think Seth MacFarlane is supposed to be or what yeah. your what are your preconception of Seth MacFarlane is. I think he's kind of douchey, uh, Seth MacFarlane. I just there's something grating about him. But in the Orville and as the captain of a Union ship, uh, he's great. The Orville really takes itself seriously, like a sci-fi show should, and it throws jokes in uh, in very natural ways that are funny. They're natural. They make you laugh. They're true to the characters. It's not slapsticky and gross like a lot of the Seth MacFarlane stuff. Um, and the, it's easy to bond with all of the main crew members. So it really is kind of a, a Star Trek with comedy. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Hey, have you ever seen the Orville? It is really good. Uh, the sci-fi aspects of it are really good like they do a lot of interesting stuff um like they did the whole planet where like social media like likes and dislikes can like get you killed uh they did they've done a lot of cool stuff they did a whole like there's a whole race that are all male and then they dealt with the whole like uh oh women are actually born there but then they are forced to have surgery but you know they t- they do some pretty sensitive stuff uh in very interesting ways they keep the comedy uh but they keep this interesting writing uh the new season i've only seen the first episode uh it was dedicated to norm mcdonald which is sad because uh, yeah. he plays one of the characters it was um, good to see his character on screen one more time though yeah it was good to see his character one more time um i honestly i did not like this new episode uh, very much. It bothered me. It was just, I was annoyed by a lot of what was going on. Uh, like, I get people's attitudes, but I feel like a lot of weird choices were made. Uh, and, like, that new character... Uh, Ooh, she would have been removed off my ship for some of those decisions. I don't like her at all. I don't like her at all. She bothered me. She was annoying. She was uh, petulant. She was she was a little child. A little baby child. Completely unprofessional. Uh, I and think also, she's going to wind up getting Gordon in a lot of trouble in the future. Probably. Also, that whole thing, like, oh, the only one that could save him is this woman who can visualize fourth dimensional geometry. It's like, what is that? Like, I understand throwing sci-fi stuff, but that was just really dumb to me. I don't know, man. It was Bro. just... When they said that she can visualize fourth dimensional geometry, yeah. I looked at Annie and I was like, me and Jahan played that game. Like, me and Jahan can visualize fourth degree for geometry. Like, we did it. We played the time game where you go forward and backwards while you shoot up, down, left, right with a time rewind. We did that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was so dumb. Uh, it, it was just really dumb, man. I don't know. I didn't like her. She bothered me the most, I think. Um, I will agree that that character is really grating, um, but that gives the character either A, room for growth, or B, it gives the show room to kill off a character. True. I just, I she like she was not fun for me in any way. And I then, don't think you're supposed to like her. If yeah, me and you both didn't like her, we're not supposed to like her. Probably not. Uh, and then what they did with the whole suicide thing, and then like, but like psych though, like that was stupid. Uh, I didn't like that. No takes me back. They were they were able to find his code because he's a computer guy. I like that. Fair uh, and like, and fine. because his home race also was going to be able to extract the data, they knew it was in there somewhere. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, like, I'm not saying it didn't make sense. I just thought it was kind of it was almost a cop out. But like, I get it. 
I don't know. I had mixed feelings about this episode for sure. You got to jump into the next episode. There's a second episode of Orville New Horizons out. Oh yeah, it's good. Hell yeah, it's good. So watching Orville, right? I'm on this. I'm on this Orville high. I'm on this sci-fi high, and I've watched Star Trek Discovery, and it's absolutely terrible. Once you get about ten episodes in, it really <laughs> craps the bed. But there is a new Star Trek show that I was told about. Um, and since there's a new South Park movie on Paramount Plus, they're gonna get my money for a little bit. And while you're getting my money and I'm on a sci-fi high, you're gonna let me watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, man, Strange New Worlds go hard, though. I've heard good things. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Orville if it wasn't funny. That's, that's, (laughs) that, I'm interested to see that. No, I've actually wanted to watch this really bad. Where is it, Paramount? It's on Paramount Plus. Um, so, right out the gate, uh, Anson Anson Mount is the new captain, and he's retired. He has seen his death in like a parallel universe already. He knows how it happens. Uh, it messed him up real bad, and he's got like bad PTSD. Uh, so he's been like on a ranch chilling for a while. I and saw then the his Admiral, death in a parallel that... universe recently, where his mouth disappeared and his head caved in. Yeah, is, is that guy with him a Vulcan or a Romulan? It's a Vulcan. Okay. It's Spock. Oh, that's Spock. Okay. Yeah, it's Spock. Um, so he he's you know kind of di- disheveled. He's not really captaining anymore. He's got his Anson Mount beard. He's looking all Western like he does. He's got a horse. It's the whole thing. Um, and then they convince him to come back for a mission because his second in command slash wife girlfriend uh, went to make contact and they didn't come back. And since they're a discovery ship, uh, it's a whole thing. But basically, it was exciting for me because as a guy who's watched a bunch of these uh, these Star Trek-ish shows, there's the rule that if a planet is like pre-space travel, you don't go interfere with their business until they're ready to like talk to you. You, you don't yeah. go speed people the, along. That's the prime directive, right? Exactly. Oh. Well, the planet gets their hands on a warp bomb, but not warp engines. And so they're in a weird spot of like, should we make contact or not? We're not getting word back from our people. And since Anson Mount's already out on the, I don't want to be a captain anyways, he's like, yeah, we're going to make contact. I don't care. And so he just goes down there like straight up, just threatening people, like ready to go. Like Anson Mount, uh, awesome captain. Breaks all the rules right out the gate. Uh, but for the safety of everybody, it's... Uh, it's really good. You should watch it. Check it out. Paramount Plus, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I love Star Trek too. Uh, yeah, Discovery's, oof, it gets real bad. Uh, and then like, uh, did you get to the mitochondrial network part? I didn't even mind the mycelium travel. There you go. Yeah. Look, if you're gonna look, it, it, sci-fi doesn't <laughs> matter if you have an Epstein drive or a warp yeah, drive, or you travel through a mushroom network. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, it none of that it makes was sense. A little much for me. It none of it matters. But to me, the big problem in that show came when, of course, it's a multiverse. There's people from another universe. There's two of everyone. Oh no, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? And so the writing got really sloppy, where they killed the bad version of a character, but they wanted to keep her around, so then they made them, like, find the good version of her in prison in another universe. That was... It was just... Oh, my God. It got so bad. It It started okay, 
don't watch Star Trek Discovery. Let's just end it there. Let's just say don't watch that one. Do watch Strange New Worlds. <laughs> and since you're already paying for Paramount Plus, uh, don't watch Halo because that it was, was just awful. It was terrible. It I was so watching, bad. Man. I stopped watching. Don't. I, I stopped watching it too, and then I ended up reading that him and Cortana, or him and the Doctor, end up like having a relationship, and they fall in love, and they kiss, and it's like all this whole thing. Like that's not Halo. What are you doing? Still, Dude, it's boy. still, yeah. Oh no. Um, Paramount Plus. Let me get this out. South Park Streaming Wars. It's a direct to streaming movie, and it's really on the nose. It's it's called Streaming Wars. It is about water rights and global warming, about who controls the streams, and there are a ton of hand-in-cheek uh, jokes about how all the streaming services are just the same, and there's too many streaming services, and why isn't there just one big stream that we can all get water from? Uh, you know, why do we have to look <laughs> around for our stream? Uh, there's, there's a lot of really great stuff in this episode. Uh, South Park is in great form. They have continued to keep up this long build narrative season over season over season. Uh, and so now Cartman lives in a hot dog. I know that that may not make sense to a lot of you guys, but, uh, there's the South Park COVID special and the post COVID special, uh, a lot of the South Park movies coming out are really good. I, I recommend watching them. Uh, I just recently saw that Family Guy is still releasing new episodes, and so I went to go catch up on some. And they're just so crude. They're so poorly written. They're blended up, and they're shoved down your throat. And to go and watch South Park and see Trey Stone and Matt Parker, true to their form, making these great, long, hilarious uh, you know, movies, uh, it, it was absolutely wonderful. It, it's... South Park better than it's been, and it just keeps getting better. These past specials, you guys should really check out. South Park is really good, uh, and I, I'm also excited because like they did all these movie deals. They also did some video game deals, uh, and their video games, uh, specifically uh, The Stick of Truth and Fractured But Whole, are fantastic. I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, in Fractured But Whole, whenever you pick your difficulty, it changes how dark your character skin it does. is. It does. So if you play on easy, you're a white guy, and if you play on hard, you're a black guy. Well, it was actually gotta... it was actually while you're selecting what color, like what race you are, it's like it would change the difference. Yeah, it was yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I enjoy those kinds of jokes from from, from was... them. They're just they're so on the nose, man. Um, they they can really help shine a light onto what's going on in our culture. But it's just it seems like the people who watch it already know, and it's the people who need to learn better uh, aren't interested in watching. Yeah, like John Oliver. <laughs> That's John Oliver uh, for president. <laughs> uh, that's all I have on Paramount Plus. Uh, I'll pass it off to one of you fellers. Go ahead, I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk for a little bit. Um, first off, I'm going to talk about some non-streaming movies. I want to get these out of the way. Some newer stuff. Um, I actually went to the theater and saw Crimes of the Future. Have either of y'all heard of this movie? Uh, no. No, so Crimes of the Future is the newest David Cronenberg film. Oh, wait, y'all heard of that? No. That's, that's Minority Report. Cri oh, I see what you're, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Crimes, Crimes of the Future. Oh, boy. Um, it's also, y'all are giving me a lot of oh, boy It's also Looper, today. I think, but, yeah, we could, yeah. But, yeah, um, David Cronenberg, uh, very 
famous director, a lot known for a lot of body horror type stuff. You know, he did Scanners and The Fly. Um, and he hasn't made a movie since about 2014, uh, but he made a new one called Crimes of the Future. This stars uh, Viggo, Mor- Viggo Mortensen and Leah C- uh, Seydoux and Kristen Stewart. And it is an interesting uh, cast. Yeah, and it's an interesting movie. It's one of those where it's very odd and it's it's hard to explain. Um, but it basically takes place in the future uh, where people just due to like pollution and climate change and stuff, people have changed and been evolving and adapting where a lot of people don't feel pain. A lot of infections have gone away, but because of that, people will just like cut into each other and do surgery out in public or Viggo Mortensen's character is adapting to where it produces new organs that aren't even used in any way, like new, new undiscovered organs. That's a big plot point of the film that he'll go get removed. Um, So like people are literally evolving and adapting and changing. And so it's just, results in a lot of strange things. And he, Viggo Mortensen's character in the film does basically like art stage shows where surgeries are performed in front of audiences and things. And I, you know, it just goes from there. So combined with all the other weird stuff, I told you it's all combined to just make a, a very strange plot. Uh, again, a lot of like body horror imagery, if that's the type of stuff that you're into, um, I'm always down for a new Cronenberg movie, so I did go out of my way to see this, but definitely not going to be for everyone. One of those show, It's one of those movies that was at Cannes Film Festival, and you always hear, like, and all these people walked out of the showing. You know, they in five minutes in, they left. They walked out. Tons of walkouts. And they always say that kind of stuff to give it attention. Um, but yeah, so anyway. <clears throat> what was that? I, I would have walked out. Yeah. Yeah, so understandable. So anyway, just very strange movie, but I overall didn't like it as much as I hoped to, but I thought it was okay. You know, I just was hoping it was going to blow me away, and it didn't, but it was it was definitely interesting to take that. It sounds interesting. It Body horror also gets to me sometimes. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes it's cool. Uh, sometimes it's a little much. <laughs> I could yeah. go the rest of my life without ever seeing a body on a surgery table. I don't know what it is, man. Body horror in films, just I find it fascinating and intriguing. And, you know, I, I told you all about I went and saw the movie Men and I reviewed it for Nerdtropolis yeah. recently. And it ends with just some crazy stuff. And I don't know. I've, just, I've seen a lot this year already. I put it that way. I've, and I don't mean I've seen a lot from a volume perspective of a lot of movies. I mean, I've just I've taken in a lot of images that are strange. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, man. That's how I felt about uh, brand new cherry flavor. Uh, there's there's a part where there are some like under the rib cage vaginas. So nice, nice. And, and they definitely definitely use those in an incredibly graphic, yeah. sexy. <laughs> I wish I could use under the rib cage vaginas as a transition for Blade Two, but I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'll move on to something else that's a total pivot from Crimes of the Future. And it's a movie called uh, My Love Affair with Marriage. I actually was sent a screener of this, and it's currently showing at Tribeca Film Festival. So just to thank you for, for the screener and for letting me view this. Um, but it is an animated film that's animated by one 
mostly by one person. So the the writer and director kind of made this autobiographical animated movie that's about a you know a, a basically a girl growing up in society and um, in in the the Soviet Union and. It's animated and it has songs throughout as well. But the interesting thing about it is that broken up in the movie, there's like these biological depiction, like basically scientific animations, drawings of like how the brain works and how it sends signals and how it does things. So like, it's probably the best example I've ever seen of like, why are, why do women act a certain way or why? Cause it's, it's about a woman. So it's all about how, um, you know, acting by what's considered to be gender norms or like really suppressing certain urges because it's how a woman should act and how she developed and how she gets into her relationships and how, you know, being in an abusive relationship and all these different things. And it's like deals with a lot of very heavy elements from that standpoint, from like a life standpoint, but it's all told in this animated musical with these scientific depictions. So it keeps it very light while dealing with things. So I actually thought this was really fascinating. Um, the animation's kind of crude because it's hand-drawn by one person throughout, but, like, it's very stylized. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. The crudeness of the animation, I don't mean that as an insult. I think it made it a more personal film. Um, but my biggest complaint about the whole thing is I think it just overstayed its welcome. It was a little too long. Um, but otherwise, I think that it was really fascinating and I learned something. I learned a lot of things from it. So for those that maybe don't want to be sit down and be taught something while watching a movie, you might not be into this, but like if you're down for something educational and insightful, it, it was, it was good. So I just wanted to give them a shout out since I was said that it's currently um, the only way you can see it is at Tribeca film festival right now, but hopefully it will be, you know, on one of the streamers at a later date. So I wanted to give that a shout out. And then moving on to more streaming, um, I watched something on Peacock the other day, and uh, I know that's not one of our most commonly discussed streaming services on this pod, but um, I will say this, to give credit to Peacock, Universal, you know, Peacock is Universal's streaming service, so they have, a lot of their films have a 45-day window from when they're in theaters to when they appear on Peacock. They've actually had a bunch of things drop recently. Ambulance, the Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Michael Bay movie is already on Peacock. Um, they had Firestarter go straight to theaters and Peacock the same day. The Northman, which is one of my favorite movies of the year so far, the uh, Viking film with... Uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, that's just dropped on there. But I watched another movie that didn't get very much attention in theaters, uh, but it's on Peacock now called The Outfit. And I wanted to shout this movie out because I actually really liked it. It's it's a very, you know, it's one of those movies that takes place pretty much in in one room or one, one location throughout. It was interesting. It stars uh, Mark Rylance, if you know from Bridge of Spies or... What, what else has Mark Rylance been in recently? He's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, you're... <laughs> Gosh dang it, John. Oh, boy. John, for somebody who's who's keeping it PC, you still gotta throw out the Omama jokes sometimes. I'll keep it PC? Wait, how's your mama not PC? 
That's not. It's not. You don't make. You don't talk about my mother. I'm no, sorry, no. Drew. you're not supposed to talk about other people's moms. But your mom, she's she's on target. She's good to go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just I'm just joking. Anyway, no, he was in. Oh, he was in. Don't look up. Did y'all watch that? Right. Yeah. 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 He, he was the Steve Jobs esque guy oh right 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 and don't look up and he's in the bfg and the trial of the chicago seven and ready player one he's in he's in a bunch of stuff you've seen but he's just and he's always just like a nerdy old white guy bad guy not always a bad guy but yeah but yes pretty much Mm, okay type anyway (laughs) so this is he's an english tailor in chicago um, but his office or his tailor shop is also used as like a, uh, where communications are transferred between gangsters. So Kingsman. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually pretty big parallel there when you think about it. But yeah, so um, it's just all about like his he's just trying to be a tailor or a cutter. You know, he makes these suits. That's all he wants to do. But there's all these other shady goings on within his shop and he tries to just turn a blind eye until that kind of blows up in the plot and there's some gangster stuff and uh yeah it's it's a pretty like small movie i mean small in scale like i said it all takes place in his shop but uh it's really well done so if you're looking for just you know kind of an easy easy but with some intensity and 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 intrigue is any zingers it's on Peacock and it's called The Outfit. Like, so, uh, there's that. Like, uh, this life of crime doesn't suit you. A- anything like oh. that? I appreciate that joke. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then the other the other movie watches I've had, I'll just kind of go through quick because they're it's nothing like new. But I finished my Raimi watches. I watched Drag Me to Hell and Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, Drag Me to Hell, if you all have seen it, I love that movie, and it's it holds up. It's still good. It's Sam Raimi being super crazy horror guy. It's definitely more in line with, like, Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. A lot of gore, um, a lot of cheesiness and and comedy sprinkled throughout. Um, so I recommend Drag Me to Hell. And boy, is Oz the Great and Powerful not good and even worse than I remembered it being. Um, everybody's pretty badly miscast in this movie, namely James Franco and Mila Kunis. Um, James Franco just does not give a shit in this movie. He's just there for the paycheck. And Mila Kunis, boy, I just feel bad for her in it because she's so poorly miscast. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this movie's bad. It's it's just a big CGI <laughs> vomit fest. Um, and and uh, uh, yeah, it's just not good. I did, however, I'm proud of myself uh, because on my Letterboxd review, I made a funny joke. And so I'm going to read it to you here. Um, Great delivery so far. <laughs> yeah, I killing said, it. <laughs> I said, here's my Letterboxd review. I can't believe they expected us to accept James Franco as a character who is a selfish asshole who takes advantage of every woman he meets. <laughs> nice. That is pretty funny. How does he get cast as that and still do it wrong? I mean, I guess he and Raimi just had such a good rapport during the Spider-Man trilogy, and then he said, hey, I want to give you the lead of this movie, and James Franco, he showed up. 
that's about all I could say about him in that yes, movie. He's there. Sort of. He sort of showed up. In the original Wizard of Oz, there's a scene where there's snow, and apparently it was asbestos. It was just, it was just being poured on the actors because they thought it made you grow big and strong. Does that does that not does it asbestos does not make you grow big and strong? It does not. Uh oh. <laughs> does not. You know, um, I know that James Franco currently is is like kind of a problematic figure as well. Mm. But I will say, just from the past, some of his movies, like there are movies that he's in where I like his performances or where I liked him in them. Um, but he is one of those actors that, you know, just sometimes he shows up in something and he just doesn't seem like he cares to be there at all. And uh, this is definitely one of those. So, yeah, I, I, it's a movie that does not have a good reputation. And going back and rewatching it, it was it was worse. So do not recommend that one. Um, thankfully, Raimi came back and made the new Doctor Strange, which obviously it wasn't my favorite movie. I've been outright about that, but it's better than Oz the Great and Powerful. And at least we can say that Raimi has another movie um, in his filmography and that his most recent directed movie wasn't this one. So that's, that's all I have to say about yeah, Oz right? the Great. I, I liked Doctor Strange still. I uh, in, in fact, the things that I didn't like about it, I think, were probably more the Raimi stuff. I think I liked whatever director had it first. I forget his name. Scott Derrickson. Yeah, I uh, I actually, as as now we're over a month removed from seeing Doctor Strange, I think it sits better in my memory now than it did when we talked about it. But I am still interested to rewatch it. I know it drops on Disney Plus here in about two weeks or so. Yeah, I'll almost um, definitely rewatch it. I'll, I'll probably rewatch it when it's on there. And, and... I missed the whole music fight. Oh Jeez. yeah, you definitely got to rewatch it then. That was in the mm-hmm. bathroom. Music fight was cool. Yep, and then the only other movie that I watched is uh, I've been continuing my James Bond education and watching the old Connery Bond movies, and I watched Goldfinger, uh, which is a, which is a classic, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, famous scenes here. You know, the lasers, James Bond strapped to the table with the laser going up, about to split him up the middle and um yeah this is probably one of the better of the old bond movies i've seen so far in in watching these for the first time so that's all i'll say i I will say this though about james bond that's different about star wars you know (laughs) i know that's sorry that's random but this you'll see what i'm getting aliens i i love space balls i think space balls is hilarious but I don't watch Star Wars movies now and watch Star Wars and say, man, this is making me want to watch Spaceballs. But I watch James Bond movies and I actively want to watch Austin Powers. <clears throat> that's that's what I was getting at here. It's like I watch these and I'm like, this is just making me want to watch uh, the old Austin Powers movies. I was just thinking about Austin Powers. I forget why. Something about how his comedy is it they're just garbage it is trash it's poorly written garbage uh and i i forget what point i had but i was thinking about it like today uh <laughs> do they hold up i no. I, I can't imagine i've heard no. the first one does it's been in the it's been in the no. media yeah, a lot because because the first movie turned 25 years old this year so 
people have been rewatching Austin Powers and revisiting, and a lot of people are saying it holds up. No, it doesn't. Nope, sure doesn't. You know what does hold up, though? I watched all three Blade movies, baby. Oh, boy. HBO Max is the home of the Blade trilogy. Uh, let's just say I enjoyed them a little bit. The first one, <laughs> so bad. So bad. The supporting cast is terrible. The plot's terrible. They kill Whistler. He, like, literally shoots himself in the head, and then Blade goes back and gets his gun, uh, and I guess buries Whistler, but the vampires turn him and then in the start of this. But you don't know that. You don't know that until the start of the second movie, Drew. He just shoots himself in the head. But then they start the movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, remember that guy that we killed in the other movies? No, uh he's in a vampire tube. Uh, the supporting cast in Blade 1 is really bad. Wesley Snipes is awesome, and I forgot how many lines he had. And I also didn't know that Wesley Snipes was a martial artist before he was an actor. I figured he was one of those guys who learned, like, stunts on set. But he's, like, a black belt in multiple different martial arts, like, as a career before he started acting. Um, and so going back and watching, Wesley Snipes actually whoops some ass sometimes in those movies. Um, and then they start bringing in the other characters, and the fights that they do are so bad. Like, the, it's like a hip toss and two punches. It would, would be a whole fight scene with characters that aren't Wesley Snipes. Um, they kick off the wall in Blade movies more than I've seen anyone kick off a wall in any series in my entire life. It's like Even in 1990. Yes, way more than The Matrix. Interesting. This is like these guys discovered jumping off a wall, but they don't use wires to do it. They just, like, step on a wall and push off. And they do it over and over and over, and it becomes so distracting. Like, that's not a, even a good fighting move. Why is everyone doing this? Like when Fergie um, started doing cartwheels during a live performance. Is that a thing? Yeah. She wouldn't Man. stop. She just kept going, and, like, she couldn't sing while doing it. And so her voice was getting all wonky. It was terrible. But yeah. That's, like, 100% somebody gave her cocaine or meth before she went on stage. <laughs> <laughs> no one does that. Um, second Blade, very good. We're, we're introducing the Reapers here. Uh, they're vampires that eat vampires. Uh, there's like a whole twist story at the end uh, where the Count Vampire Lord is everyone's dad and he betrayed everyone the whole time. Uh, it's good. It's a good one. You got some good stuff that throughout good Blade 2. Second one's uh, probably the, the best of, one. Blade it's One. The, builds it's the one that's directed by our boy GDLT. As yeah, well. it is. That is GDT. Um, and in Blade One, like you build and build and build towards the end, and it's all about this vampire becoming the blood god, and then he becomes the blood god, and he fights Blade, and Blade wins. So it's like, man, it feels like you almost build to this third act that should last a whole another movie, right? Like you build this bad guy, and then Blade just beats him, uh, and he's supposed to be the strongest, most badass vampire in the whole world. But Blade's losing to, like, regular vampires, and he beats the Vampire Lord. It's just, the first one's meh. Second one, awesome, all the way through. Blade like, 2 is the jam. I like to think of the Reapers as meth vampires. They're definitely meth vampires. They're, like, they, they're meth heads. Like, they awesome. call them, like, crackhead vampires at one point in the movie. <laughs> they straight up, they're like, yeah, they're, they're feral like they're on crack. Like, oh, okay. Um... 
Yeah, Blade 2 is, is awesome all the way through. There's a lot of comedy. Wesley Snipes has some great one-liners. Uh, there's that weird, fat, Eastern European guy who he keeps tormenting throughout the movie, uh, and that's really funny. Um, and then there's Blade 3, which was actually so bad, I had to turn it off. I thought that I was going to enjoy a little bit of early Ryan Reynolds pre-Deadpool, uh, and I did not. Man, that was just horrible. Blade 3 is so bad, it's it's a wonder they didn't make Blade 4. Um, I can't wait for the new Blade series to come out, whether it's a movie or series, what they decide to do with it. I think it's a movie. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for more Blade. I felt like I should watch Blade and get some Blade in my body. Um, it did not satisfy the urge that I still have for the upcoming Blade content. Oh, then you I, could, I, you you didn't watch the TV show. No, I didn't watch the TV show. <laughs> I think there's only like one or two episodes. But... That sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, I forgot is... that they had a TV show, uh, but I remember that. I think that the D because so I bought these at Walmart because uh, I love Blade. I love all three. They're fantastic. I mean, you know, the third one's trash, but like yeah, real bad. The second one is the second one. No, the third one's the one that has Triple H though, right? Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. And like, no, ooh, not hell yeah. He's hell so yeah. bad. No, and the Vampire Pomeranians. Nah, dude. That movie is dope. Uh, <laughs> 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 that movie's great. Um, We're talking about the same movie. We, that's that's the really uh, bad one. I love that one. That was so good. No, the second one's hands down the best one. Uh, but yeah, I bought these in like a, like a triple pack, and I think it had like the episode of the TV show included and i was like what that's so weird uh but yeah no i, I love blade i can't wait for mahershala ali's blade uh couldn't have cast it better wesley snipes is amazing uh that's a hard act to follow <laughs> and this, yeah, this is like one of the earliest marvel movies that's really what i was looking for was for ali's uh you know to, for something to to just hold me over until yeah. his blade and i'm not sure if this did the trick i'm still hungry for his blade <laughs> nice uh yeah yeah, it's interesting. This, this is one of the earlier Marvel movies, and it's rated R. All of them are rated R. So, like, there's so much swearing. <laughs> so much swearing. Uh, but, yeah, no, Blade, good pick. Well, you know, we're all re-watching, like, old stuff. Uh, I, myself, uh, hit it with a zinger of my own. Uh, Starship Troopers. What a gem. Yeah, I think, I don't know if we were talking about it, and then I watched it, or we I watched it, then we talked about it. Uh, it has the best Busey, because he's the one that's the Starship Troopers. Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, just such a good... I don't know, man. You've seen it, right, Drew? Oh, it's been a long time. It's yeah. been a long time. You should watch this every few years. You know, it's funny you say that, because it has... I've seen it recently streaming and things and i've really considered giving it a rewatch but yeah, I just it holds up man yeah man it's uh a fascist space society fighting bugs in space it's dope it's a solid sci-fi uh and i just i just love it i love it so much it's classic it's so classic it's it's one of those good old you're talking about popcorn movies like i can just sit there and watch this movie you know the second one <laughs> oh boy second one uh, while interesting in concept, uh, is not very good. The third aren't one... Aren't there a lot of them? The, a lot of the movie Starship Troopers? Aren't there, like, a lot of direct-to-TV or something? They started uh, doing them later. 
Uh, the third one actually has the guy that plays Johnny Rico return. Uh, that one actually has some pretty cool stuff to it. I don't hate that one. Uh, it has some really dumb moments, but that one's okay. Um, and then they started doing like a bunch of animated stuff too. And I didn't watch that, but yeah, Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. Starship Troopers two is like interesting. There's like a convict, uh, Marine locked up in a tower. They get isolated there with him. Uh, they they have to let him out to like help them survive because the Iraqis are coming. Uh, it's, 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 it's pretty interesting. That reminds me of like Ghosts of Mars, that like 1999, like uh, pitch black era of movies where you always had to have an escaped convict <laughs> on your team. <laughs> Riddick, man. yeah, man, nah, dude, absolutely. I talked about it a while back, but I watched Ghosts of Mars when I was doing my big Carpenter watch through, and man, that movie is rough. Is that the yeah. one with zombies? Hard sit. Uh-huh. Is that the one with Mars zombies? See, like, you would think I'd yeah, be man. all about Mars zombies, but no amount of zombies can save that movie. <laughs> no amount of zombies. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough, man. You could have revealed that Mars was just a bunch of zombies holding hands. Would not have fixed it. it, it Mars is just one zombie head. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, Starship Troopers, I rewatched. If you've never seen that movie, check it out. Like, seriously, what's going on? Starship Troopers, 9 out of 10, easy. Um... I will uh, talk about one more thing, because, Gary, you mentioned HBO Max. And I had a show um, that I started up watching on HBO Max, and I actually started this show because um, it's called Hacks. Uh, mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. I've have seen, you seen a few the show? episodes. I, I was wondering, Gary, because it seemed like something that, even if you didn't stick with it, would have been up your alley to start. Um, my wife watched this when the first season came out and she really liked it and season two just dropped and she's been wanting to watch it, but she's like, ah, oh, you should watch the first season and we can watch the second one together. So I've been sticking to that and I've been watching the first season. I'm a little over halfway through. I think it's 10 episodes. So I think I've seen six of them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about, um, the other thing about the show, cause I had some interest because when the, when the Emmys were happening, Last year, you know, Ted Lasso was sweeping a lot of the comedy Emmys, but it, everything was between Ted Lasso and Hacks. Like Ted Lasso would win Best Series, and Jason Sudeikis was winning Best Actor, but Gene Smart was winning Best Actress at a lot of the um, the award circuit for TV. And so, anyway, I knew that it was pretty well received. So it's about uh, Gene Smart plays a kind of like a legendary female comedian I'd compare to like a, almost like a Bette Midler, like, I don't know, somebody who's been, who's been around for a while and has at this point has a Vegas res- residency. Um, but her act is getting kind of stale, I guess. So the, and, and she's looking at potentially losing dates. So she, um, dates as in, as in, you know, like calendar and, dates. And not, it makes not, sense if you think about dates. the the time and the era in, in which she was a comedian and the time now in 2022, there's not a whole lot of room for a mid-60s solo act white female stand-up comedian uh, on Vegas, There's on the Strip. There's not a lot of room for that act. I totally understand the premise of that story, too. It, it strikes yeah. as real believable. And then it, and it does... The so basically it's then on the other end there's a writer who's in L.A. and she has been like effectively canceled because she 
wrote a tweet that was considered controversial. And later as the show goes on, you realize that it may not have really been the tweet as much as she just is, is hard to work with a lot of people don't like working with her anyway but she's basically desperate for work she can't get a job because of this tweet that she had previously sent out and so she gets the job writing jokes for this comedian in vegas and the two it's all about kind of their relationship and how it grows and uh i would say gary you said you watched a few so i don't know if you just weren't a big fan or why you decided maybe decided not to stick with it but i've actually been enjoying it i think it's it's pretty solid um Gene Smart's really, really good in it. Um, the girl who plays Ava is maybe less uh, like every now and then. I think she's an interesting character, but just sometimes I can see her acting on screen. He is uh, sometimes she is gratingly millennial. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's a really good way to put it. Um but yeah, but overall, um, I'm really liking this show so far. There's some good uh, supporting characters that show up, namely Christopher McDonald is a recurring character, and I really like him uh, when he pops up in things. He's always going to be Shooter McGavin to me. Uh, yep. but still, I like I like when he Shooter. shows up in anything. I've seen that movie recently. <laughs> um, I liked Hex, Drew. I think I watched maybe the first three episodes. And I can't say why I stopped watching it. It wasn't one, one thing in particular. It must have just been another series that came out uh, that I was watching. I must have just jumped to something else instead before I finished. It happens. Um, yeah, yeah, Hacks might that's... be, especially with a new season, it might be worth a rewatch. Annie and I both enjoyed it. Um, especially because whenever I see uh, a really snotty, rich white lady, um, I can... I know that lady. You know what I mean? Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood with that lady. Sometimes my mom was that lady. Uh, sometimes my friends' moms or, or other people at the school or people who come to shop at the store were that lady. Uh, so I, I know that character. And I, I kind of... Uh, in, like, Arrested Development, right? I really think that mom character is super funny. Uh, and so, in again, in this show, when there's kind of a rich, entitled, snotty bratty old white lady I, I think that's kind of a funny character for some reason and she but she has some good moments because she does have some moments of being a human or where you realize she knows more than she lets on like she almost makes herself seem less capable in day-to-day -day life than she really is and i don't know i like characters like that, that uh, the show's a lot deeper than arrested development <laughs> so it, it's i'm sorry to compare it to that but yeah that that's just that kind of character stereotype i was thinking of but yeah in in hacks you get a lot more a, a rounded character with with a whole life and trials and tribulations and growth uh, from both of them yeah. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to say I, I recommend this show so far based on what I've seen. I'm not to season two yet, but I, I'll get there soon. Um, but man, but HBO Max kind of kills it with the, the half hour comedies that they produce because you've got hacks and you've got I know that Gary, you were a big fan of Our Flag Means Death. It mm -hmm. came out earlier this year. Barry is currently on. And that's I mean, that's dark, dark, and our flag dark, means dark death humor got renewed uh, for season two, which is great news. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of good shorter form comedies on HBO Max if you're into that. Is that damn Michael Shea? Is that an HBO Max show? Yes, it is. I haven't seen that yet, but it's in its second season and I like sketch comedy, so I need to watch that and report back. 
I also like yeah. sketch comedy. Maybe I should check that out. Yeah, let's do that. Um. Yeah, no, it sounds interesting. I don't know if it's my bag, but who knows? Um. There is a show. You, the reason, Jahan, if you would like Hacks, the reason you might like it is that it's a, a female-led cast, female co- comedian, female writers. Uh, and so it is uh, really telling a story that doesn't get to be told as often. And you get to see the main characters kind of coming up against that, that wall, that, you know, that glass ceiling that stops them from being able to go any further because they're female. Uh, so I, I think there's there's a lot to learn there, and there's a, there's a lot of value in that show. And it besides, is, it is a comedy, comedy, right? Yes, it's I, a, I it's, feel like comedies. It's a dramedy, but it's also more comedy than dramedy, mm. and it helps that the main characters are a comedian and a comedy writer because their chemistry and their banter back and forth is very funny. Uh, they they cast the the girls well together. I'm sure that the actresses had to spend some time in rooms before they decided who had the best banter, uh, but they feel great together. That's dope. Definitely, uh, I, I might like check that out. These things that are, I, I like when these things are self aware. Uh, in this, like obviously now we are, where we have an overabundance of content and things to watch and streaming services. Even in the show, we're like, I watched this on Netflix and this on Hulu and this on HBO. And so there's just so much new and to be able to keep up with things, what, what movie stars or people, famous people have to do to stay relevant. And so I like that from this show. It's like, you know, a comedian who's got a, a Vegas residency, but she's kind of fading. And what can I do to stay relevant? What can I do to still be in the spotlight? And she's somebody that doesn't have a problem with taking $100,000 to go do an endorsement deal at a new pizza shop. You know, there's there's that kind of stuff within the show. Um, so I don't know. I like that kind of thing where almost like celebrities being somewhat self-aware. Or Behind the veil, what their lives are actually sort of like. Right. Exactly. Hmm. So anyway, sorry to talk about that for so long, but Jahan, talk now about your last show. Actually, so I remembered one last thing because you guys are talking about HBO Mask, uh, Max. I forgot. Uh, I fit, I'm not going to talk about it long because I've talked about it before, but uh, this, the Young Justice finally wrapped season four. Uh, all I'll say is I liked it and I thought I was ready for the show to end. Uh, but honestly, the, the final few episodes, I, I'm ready for more. I, I, I would like a season five. I don't think we're going to get it though. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that real quick. I did finish uh, season four and it actually does tie, tie up pretty nicely. Um, have you guys been watching Amazon prime? The boys. You guys been checking it out? Never watched a full episode of The Boys. That's crazy to me. That is crazy. I would think that you would love The Boys, I would think you would love The Boys. Well, and I read the comics back in the day. Like, I bought some of the comics back over ten years ago. So I was on board for the show, and then just... It dropped at a time where... I just didn't have much time to watch TV, so I didn't watch season one when it came out, which means I didn't watch season two when it came out, and it's just... Now we're on, what, season... Are we in season three or season four? Season three. Three, so it's just been daunting. I just had after season three premiered, it almost immediately got greenlit for a season four. So that's good I news. I saw that. I saw that news. So you guys haven't seen the? Have you seen much, Gary? Um, so I stopped watching the boys because of the content. Because it's too. Yeah, it is incredibly violent. 
Uh, and fair enough, man. Like, it is ultra-violent. They like to make whole people explode, and you see all their parts. Uh, yeah, generally, I can, I can deal with some pretty bad cartoon violence, but the the, the worse uh, realistic violence is, the more off-board I am. Like, honestly, like, and, like, it's not even just how realistic it is. It's, like, who it's happening to a lot of the time. Like, it, like, makes a pit in my stomach sometimes. Like, I, I get it. It is not easy. Uh, but season three, so I've been watching season three. Uh, both of my parents love this show. And <laughs> we've been watching. It's It's been super violent. Uh, the first episode has some interesting content that I wish I had not been watching with my mother. But hey, it was, it was funny. My dad laughed. It was good stuff. Um, but yeah, let me read you the description of episode four. <laughs> this is the like synopsis. Uh, tonight, streaming live exclusively on super uh, superporn.com, super subscribers. It's the hashtag Clash of the Dildos. Which of the seven inspired dildos will crush the competition in this tip to tip challenge? Will it be uh, the reigning champion Homelander's Star Spangled Banger? Or Starlight's electrified star braider. Uh, join us for the conclusion. That is not what's in the episode. That is not. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens in that episode, and that's what they chose to wrote. The show is very funny. Um, they go full. They go all the way. They always go all the way. But um, I really like the characters. I like what they're doing. Uh, I don't know how they manage to keep the deep in the in the show because like. There's, like, a whole essay thing, but they make him, like, the clown. I don't know. It's just really weird. Um, <laughs> Homelander makes the deep do something in one of the episodes. I was crying. It was so... It was so messed up. You know how... He's like Aquaman, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So this is a spoiler. But Homelander makes him eat an octopus, like, raw, that is his friend. <laughs> like... And he makes him do it. It's really, really funny. Um, and he's like crying while he's doing it. It's good stuff. But yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be funny out of context. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, the deep is a sexual assault. The deep is a piece of shit. Yeah, and, and they just constantly <laughs> stick it to him. It's really yeah. Funny. He should have to eat his friends. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Um, but. I don't know, man. Season three is fantastic. If you haven't watched the show, you should definitely check it out. Except for Gary, I understand. I do get it. Yeah, there's uh, there's some triggers for people. There's a lot of triggers. Sexual assault. There's violence. Uh, suicides. There's, there's there's a lot. I'll, I'll go down a list real quick. There is vi ultra violence, regular violence, domestic violence, sexual assault, uh, uh, graphic sexual content that leads sometimes to extreme gore. Oftentimes, actually, uh, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. It's just man, oh man, be warned for sure. Trigger warning, absolutely for this show. Uh, don't watch it with your kids, but unless you're cool, unless you're a cool parent, then watch it with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then your kid needs therapy, and no one knows Maybe. why. This show could cause your children to need therapy. I will say that. But yeah, season three started off. Uh, a lot of things have changed. The characters are all in different places. I'm not going to give too many spoilers in case someone does watch it. Uh, but they're all doing their own thing. And you really get 
deep into like the background lore of like what Vought was doing, stuff starts finally coming to fruition. Uh, and Homelander, the guy who plays Homelander, is so good at playing a psychopath. Yeah, his I gotta eyes, give it to him. I have never seen someone do crazy eyes like that. He looks unhinged. He looks terrifyingly unhinged constantly. Uh, that guy's he, killing it. So he he's somehow is just commanding, uh, but he's also so arrogant and so hateable, but believable as as the patriot hero character. He really nails that role. Uh, as disgusting as vile as he is, he's he couldn't have been better cast. I don't think. No, no, that guy kills it. Uh, I don't. I love this show. I really think other people will too but it is it is definitely not for everyone oops i muted us okay we're back uh yeah good stuff so that's all that's all i've been watching uh and we haven't really been it looks like none of us have really been playing much new i've been playing the same old games so i guess we're gonna skip that part I've been playing so much Deep Rock Galactic, Jahan. Yeah. I got an achievement 0.0018% of players get for getting all of my characters to gold, and then not even a week later, I got my first character to platinum. Uh, I've completed literally every single step of the seasonal things for the seasonal terminal. Yeah. Uh, like level 105 already, so... Uh, I beat it. I beat Deep Rock this season. Uh, I'll report back with new stuff next season. But that's what I've been playing, and I'm still playing it, even though it's all beaten. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played anything new. There's a lot of games that are coming out soon. I can't wait to talk about on the show. Oh, uh, I pre-ordered Dark Tide. I forgot to tell you, I pre-ordered Dark Tide. Yes, Dark Tide from the creators of Vermintide is Warhammer 40k. Cooperative uh, horde shooter, much in the style of Left 4 Dead. Uh, but honestly... Timber. Kind of better. Yeah, I'm, me and Gary will definitely be playing Dark Tide. What about you, Drew? Any interest in Dark Tide? Nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a new game from some people that were formerly of Game Freak called, like, Squire or something, uh, where you're like, it's like 2D, but then it goes 3D, which has been done before, but that game actually looks fantastic. Uh, and then, I will say this, just regarding games, and, and this is kind of a weird thing to say, because at the time we're recording this... The Microsoft and Bethesda press conference or their event is tomorrow. Yes. But by the time this episode drops, it will be a week ago and we will have already done an episode specifically talking about that yes. stuff. But just for right now, at the time of this recording, they uh, I would imagine there's going to be some surprise Game Pass drops tomorrow during that show. So there will probably be some new games that I will be interested in playing I would imagine. I wouldn't be surprised to see a new Outer Worlds pop up. Hmm. Um, the first one was really small anyways. It was a small game. It was quick. No one expected it. Uh, and it almost kind of felt like a, a teaser to a real Bethesda game. It did, and I hated that. You did hate it, and that's fine. But I think with that formula, they could release another one like that during a show kind of on the down low, where no one's really hyped about it but people would like to have something to play in the meantime. Yeah. I know that they are working on a sequel. I, but I know they're also working on avowed is coming from that same studio. So I would imagine we'll hear something at least avowed, on one or both of those uh, games. tomorrow. Obsidian? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, Avowed looks, Oh man. 
how do I how do I keep up with uh, man? This so it sucks that this information's late for people who are listening. How do I keep up with the podcast or the information coming out tomorrow, Drew? Is there like a site I should be on or or like they're doing uh, a live stream? Like YouTube. it'll be streaming everywhere on YouTube. You just look it up noon. YouTube then okay, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a it's at noon. It'll be everywhere. I'm sure IGN will be streaming it. Xbox will be streaming it. You know, they'll all stream it at noon. And it's an hour. I think it's going to be 90 minutes long. It's mostly focused on games um, and what Microsoft is doing. So, yeah, I would I would imagine. Uh, I mean, anywhere you read gaming news or IGN or whatever, they'll have those kinds of. Uh, articles that are like everything that was announced at today's Microsoft Bethesda showcase, but. Uh, I'll be I'll be watching the whole thing on YouTube from beginning to end. Yeah, I'll probably do that too. I'll probably slap my TV on YouTube and start painting some more Warhammer stuff. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I just want Elder Scroll or Star Citizen news. That's all I want. Um, but yeah, so those not much. Are, those games are both so far away that I don't want to hear about either one of them. You mean Bro, Starfield? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Starfield. Well, Starfield was supposed to come out in the fall, but it just got pushed to early 2023. So we're less mm. than a year away from Starfield. Elder Scrolls Six. I mean, maybe we'll see you in 2025. I feel yeah, so two, bad. Two more years. I heard you know uh, Skyrim grandma. She's like a grandma that plays Skyrim. She's like yeah, a, yeah. She apparently was like she like tweeted at them or said something in an interview where she was like she was like release it now. I want to play it before I die. And I was like, oh, that's really <laughs> sad. And it made oh, me start man. to wonder about like when I'm old, if I make it to old age, like is there gonna be a game where I'm be like, is that gonna come out before I yeah. die? Like that's there is so weird to me to think. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, yeah, well, now you have to think about it every single day because you might die every time. I, you I constantly leave the think house. about my mortality, Gary. It's it's you're not getting me here. I'm thinking right. about it right now. I'm, I'm hoping to get the listeners, not you. Okay. I'm hoping to end them on a note of it's mortality. All going to end one day. You will no longer exist, except in our hearts, because we love you. Is that better? Does that help? <laughs> Yeah, I kind of like the first part of that. Okay. <laughs> oh, what a morbid ending. Sorry. But yeah, we're, we'll be talking about that Monday, and we're going to release a special episode. It's going to be fun. So that'll be out by the time this is airs. Uh, so go back and listen to it if you skip that one. We'll be talking all about Bethesda. Can't wait. I'm, I'm very excited. But nothing will excite me as much as Midnight Suns. So whatever. Um, I think that's it for us. This has been Fresh Out the Podcast, episode 50. Uh, 50 episodes with my friends. It's been really nice. It's a great outlet. been having a lot of fun. I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire, Jahananan, at RockFact, on Twitter. It's me, Casualty CDG. If you want to see tabletop role-playing game action, that's where Jahan and I make up things constantly. If you just want to see me and Jahan making up things, you can see that. Three nights a week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, twitch.tv backslash Jahananan. And I want to leave you guys with a thought. Uh, there will be a sequel to a game or a movie that you will die before you get to see. <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. Um, I am uh, Drew Munhausen at Drew Munhausen on 
Twitter. And as they said, thanks for listening to episode 50, Fresh Out the Podcast. Don't die. Don't die. Stay fresh. <laughs> <laughs>